Hello, everyone. My name is Jalen Tinker, and on this episode for the Hotelier Podcast, we have Jackie Doyle. Jackie Doyle is the Managing Director of Career Management and Employer Relations at the Cornell S.C. Johnson College of Business. Prior to her current role, she worked her way up the chain at the Hobart and William Smith Colleges and held a range of administrative positions, including Career Services Administrator, Associate Director to Employer Development, Associate Director of Career Services, and Senior Associate Director. She has a strong background in both human resources and business management and uses it every day to help her students land their dream jobs. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hotelie Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Laurel. And I'm your co-host, Nelvin Santana. And today we have our amazing guest, Jackie Doyle. Jackie, thank you for coming and being here today. So just tell us a little bit about your relation to Cornell and what you do here. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me as a guest. It's a pleasure to be here to talk about this. Uh, So I'm the Managing Director of Career Management for the SC Johnson College of Business, undergraduate population to include Dyson Applied Economics and the Nolan School of Hotel Administration, and also the specialty master's programs that fall under that. Uh, I'm also in the Executive Masters of Management and Hospitality uh, program, so I it's a two-year degree for executives who are in the field of hospitality, and I started in August of 2022, and I'm going to be graduating this May. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm also a parent. My daughter just graduated from the hotel school. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. So what's your daughter going into? What's her specialization? So interestingly enough, she is going into the corporate insurance. Uh, you would think that that's not a hospital hospitality tie, but her uh, specialty will be in corporate hotels and restaurants in claims. So she still has a a hospitality uh, um, relationship with her her role. Well, the hotelie never leaves you. You might leave the hotel school, but the hotelie never leaves you. You're always a hotelie. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with our extensive alumni network. Uh, It's amazing. The hoteling network is something that I hope that every single hotel school student takes advantage of. Um, it's been referred to as a treasure chest. Um, Tony Capuano, who is the CEO of Marriott, who's a hotel school alum, refers to it all the time as a treasure chest and that you just have to open it. Um, we have something that is on our hotel launch pad on the internet. It's called the School of Hotel Administration Directory. And that has all the alumni in there, where they work, um, their contact information. And again, you just have to go in there, open it up, and start networking with alumni. They're there to help. So we have this incredible alumni network. Why do you think we actually have this? Like a lot of other schools have very successful people, but no one has this tie that hotelies do. And why do you think that? I think because the hotel school is very niche and that it's a unique it's a unique industry. And so I've heard alums refer to it like it's a very small world. And when they're out in the real world doing deals, they're doing deals mostly with hotelies. And so they were helped while they were here at school on campus or shortly after when they started their career. And so they want to give back. And usually when students email uh, alumni to network with them, they can expect to get a return email usually within 24 hours uh, because alumni are just so excited to help our students, to hear from our students, and to talk with them about their careers. I can be a testament of that 24-hour response time because I have personally experienced it myself. 
you know, all the students in the business at Cornell know you particularly from the emails that you send out to them about job postings at the school or any other opportunities that may present themselves. But of course, you do so much more than that. What does your day-to-day look like as the head of career services? So I work very hard uh, with my team, who works very hard, to make sure that our employers know what our hotelies learn about in their classrooms and how they can directly transfer that to opportunities in the real world. So I work with employers to help educate them on what our students learn, uh, what they what it is that they do with their hotel school degree if they if employers aren't already aware. Um, I also work with employers to um, bring them to campus to talk to our students, whether that's in career fairs or in information sessions or coffee chats. Uh, I, I try to uh, our team really works hard to engage our students uh, with employers at every possible opportunity. Uh, that's how our students are going to learn about what careers are out there, what types of opportunities they could apply for. Uh, we take career treks. We ha- take sit- students to um, different cities so that they can meet with alumni in their places of employment so they can see boots on the ground. Like, this is what they're doing. This is how what their day-to-day looks like. Uh, so our students can be very well prepared very early on and make smart decisions about like what courses to select and what internships to go for and just become more um, uh, more uh, prepared uh, for the field that they might want to enter. Uh, my team also works with students to get all their application materials together. So that means resumes and cover letters. There's a lot of uh, AI out there that can assist with that. And uh, so we show students what your resume should look like, what a business school resume should look like, what our recruiters are expecting, what to include in a cover letter so that a cover letter can get through an applicant tracking system or otherwise known as ATS. Um, Because when your resume and your cover letter is, you apply to something, it goes through ATS to see like, does your cover letter have matching words from the job description? So we talk about all of that in our meetings with students We provide mock interviews for them so that when they go into their actual interview, they know the types of questions that are going to be asked, and they just come across that much more polished and professional in their interviews. Um, We help students negotiate job offers. You know, so you receive a job offer, you get a salary amount. Should you just accept that salary amount? We say no, that you should always negotiate your salary amount depending on the industry that you're entering, industry vertical you're entering, the geographic location you're going to be living in. You know, Should you ask for a living stipend, a moving stipend, a bonus structure? So we can help coach our students with all of that. So that's what our, our coaches, my team does on a daily basis. We also have something that's known as Big Red Threads. It's a professional clothing closet, as you're very familiar with Nelvin. Nelvin works for us in our office and assists us with this. This professional clothing closet is kind of like rent the runway. So if students are on campus and they're like, oh, I have an interview or I'm going to a career fair or I have an info session, but I don't have anything professional to wear, we have suits. We have suit jackets. We have shirts. We have ties. We have dress pants, we have um, slacks, we have belts, shoes, socks, uh, ties, ties men and women, everything, yeah. and uh, just have to go on, fill out a form. 
Um, if you're unsure about how to do that, contact Nelvin. He created all of this. Uh, and, and you uh, essentially just pick up your, your clothing in Statler 180, which is the hub of career management, and uh, you wear it, and then you return it. We dry clean it and put it back on the, on the shelf. That's, that's incredible. I think that's something that, I mean, here at the Cornell Hotel School as freshmen, every Friday you have to dress in a Exactly. Suit. And we don't want there to be a barrier because we know that you're graded on that. And so we want to be able to know, you all to know that we have professional clothing available. And it looks great. Yes. And you'll look great and you'll feel good. Exactly. That's half the battle right there. So in addition to being an advocate for students and career advice and pretty much all this stuff for these students, you work with a lot of companies at the hotel school, companies that come recruit from here or even companies that don't recruit directly from here. What do you think their biggest challenge is when, when looking at students? I think that they might want to, um, they're, they're, they're unaware of Gen Z, right? Like, so recruiters might be 10 years old, older than the current students. They might be millennials, they might be my age, they might be Gen X. Um, they're, they're not sure what Gen Z wants. So they're always coming to me like, what's Gen Z looking for? Um, Generation Z started graduating college in 2018. Uh, Generation Z of 2018 and Generation Z of 2023 look very, very different because of the pandemic. So it's part my responsibility to help educate employers like this is what our students are telling us. This is what they're looking for. This is what they want in the workplace. You know, they they like uh, work-life balance. You know, they like maybe a hybrid schedule. They don't, uh, hotelies usually want to be face-to-face, but, you know, having that flexibility to sometimes work remote. Um, so, so part of my work with employers is just helping to educate them on what our students want, um, what our, what our classes are, are being taught and that you're learning in, in them and, and just trying to guide them, uh, in, in how to navigate recruitment of college students. In addition to being highly educated in human resources management and education, you were also highly educated in business with a master's and associate's degree. So how has that understanding of business helped you in being so successful in career services for a school like the Johnson School? It's important in business to be very responsive. So alumni know that I'm a point person here, an entryway to student candidates. So for example, if alumni send me a job opportunity, hey, I've got this job opportunity, I'm looking for somebody who's gonna be graduating in May, it's very important for me to be responsive. Um, Things move fast in the business world. So that job opportunity that they're sending me, they might be also floating out to their other networks, but I want our students to have first snap at it. So I'm gonna turn it around and get it right out to my student population so that they can begin applying for it immediately. If I were sitting on that email for three, four days, a week, job opportunity might be gone. So in the business world, you move very quickly. So my business background has shown me that you have to move quickly. You cannot sit on things. You have to be very responsive. Um, Somebody sends me an email, I try to respond to it within hours, not 24. I try to respond to it with like one or two hours, especially if it's a job opportunity. Uh, so, so that's something that I lo- have learned in the business world that I brought here that I found is very helpful because then our students do have first uh, opportunity to get their application materials in and before anybody else, and that just bodes very well. 
I found that, I mean, very interesting because I always get emails from you about these amazing opportunities. I remember some of the ones that actually a few of my friends, I think they might have even applied was for CIA internships yeah. or internships, jobs, Culinary Institute of America, for those who don't know it. Um, very interesting company, very interest or very interesting school, I should say. Um, and those are always something that I was always very interested in. Coming to the hotel school, I always liked cooking, things like that, but I was never very good at it. And then we took a few classes here that pretty much you're in a lab for four hours, and then I actually took establishment last, last semester, which is an eight-hour class, and I learned my ins and outs of the, the restaurant industry. I'm happy I took those opportunities because I don't think restaurants are now who I want to be in the future, mm -hmm. but I'm very happy that I had that exposure right. to kind of figure out, is this what I want to do? Is it not what I want to do? You know, equally as important as figuring out what you do want to do is figuring out what you don't want to do. And that's the whole purpose of an internship. And so oftentimes, first-year students and sophomores will come to me and say, you know, I want this amazing internship to help propel me for that very crucial year, the summer between your junior and senior year. However, companies, you got to think of it from the employer perspective. They don't necessarily want students who are just finishing their first year or second year. They don't feel like they have enough class experience. So I encourage students, get those internships that are kind of fun. Go and do an internship at a restaurant group. Definitely go and do an internship at a hotel property. No matter what you're doing, that will provide you with information to help propel your career. So let's say that you do an internship at a property for a summer between your first year and your sophomore year, and you're doing very low-level things. However, the internship between your junior and senior year might be in asset management. And our employers tell us, how is a student supposed to work in asset management when they've never worked at a property, when they've never been on an asset, and they don't know the day-to-day -day things. Uh, I had an alum tell me one time, make sure that our students, and forgive my language, he said, make sure our students are working at the property line level, because then nobody can bullshit them. So you, as you grow, as you proceed, as you're working up and going up the ladder, you want to have done the nitty-gritty. You want to have known all the different things so that you are smart making intelligent decisions for your, in your career. Right. And so what do you think about, so well, Cornell students, I think specifically the hotel students, they want to go immediately to those general management positions right. right out of college. Right. And I think, like you just mentioned, there is the importance of working your way up. There is. So what do you say, say to those students that are striving? I mean, it's not bad to strive to get there Absolutely. eventually. But I don't think it's the right place to go to, you know, when you're 22 years old. Right. Uh, again, thinking of it from the employer perspective. Uh I know that students are super ambitious here. I, I work with them every day, uh, and rightfully so. You all are super, super smart. You're super smart. You have a high IQ, and you have a high EQ. Your emotional intelligence, your hotelies. You, know, you put your hand out. You shake people's hands. You look people in the eye. Those are so important for people in the professional world. The thing is, is that you have to pay your dues like everybody else. You got to get in there. You got to learn. And... I find that most of you, you want to. You get in there, you roll your sleeves up, you're eager to learn, you want everything, to learn everything, and your trajectory is really quick once you get into the real world because you're so eager to learn. I, I work with alumni, young alumni all the time, alumni who have graduated that I helped, and they always come back and they're like, 
now they're vice presidents of companies and they're 30. So I, I feel like you all have that ambition. Um, just know that you've got to get in, you've got to pay your dues, you've got to learn it from the ground up, but you'll proceed very, very quickly. Yeah, a reoccurring theme I'm noticing from our conversation is the need to, for lack of a better word, trust the process. <laughs> because it's it's true. But one thing you know that it's emphasized at Cornell a lot is networking, mm -hmm. making sure that you're talking to alumni, especially at the hotel school. But at the same time, students struggle with putting themselves out there because they feel like they don't have anything to offer, mm -hmm. per se. Mm -hmm. So what is something that you would recommend to students? And what is your best advice to students on how to approach conversations when networking? Yeah. So I encourage, this is, I'm going to give you like A through B, A through Z. You use that Shaw alumni directory. You email an alum that you think is interesting. You ask them if you can have 20 minutes of their time. Wait for the response. Set up a time. You get on a call with them. Or even better, if you can meet them for coffee, can I purchase you coffee? Like if you're going to be in the city or something like that. You sit down. You're prepared. You have some thoughtful questions based on their career. You've looked them up on LinkedIn. You've looked at them online. And it's not what you have to offer. People love talking about themselves. Ask them. Ask them. Like, tell me what you've been doing since you graduated from the hotel school. Here's what we're doing at the hotel school right now. They love to hear about that. They want to know, how's HEC? Uh, what are you doing? Are you still doing establishment? It was called something different back in the day. You know, tell me about the professors. They want to see if the old professors are still your professors. Um, they love talking about themselves. So get them talking about themselves. Get them talking about their careers. Get them talking about what they're doing now. And then once you're done with your conversation, send them an email thanking them for their time. And then every once in a while, check in with them, whether that's two or three times a, a semester. Hey, just coming back from winter break, you know, so excited to be back on campus. We just got our first snowfall in Ithaca. Everybody wants to hear about like the weather in Ithaca, uh, you know, or we're going to slope day. This is the who's going to be, you know, headlining on slope day. Just keep in touch with them if you really are like think that they are cool and that you want you want to enter their career field. Um, networking like that is it's just conversations. You know, people people just want to talk about their careers. People want to talk about themselves. They want to hear what's going on on campus. They want to hear what's new and different and exciting. So you all have a lot to offer. You're living it. You're living what they lived and what they considered the dream. So I, I really encourage students, try to become comfortable with the uncomfortable and just reach out. And I, I think you'll find that it gets easier each time you do it. So one of the things that I found very useful here at the hotel school that has gotten me in contact with a lot of alumni and started these amazing conversations was the career fair. Mm -hmm. We have one at the beginning of the year and one in the second semester. And personally, I got my last two internships through that program. Excellent. And one of the things that I love about it is these guys are mostly all hotels, like you mentioned. Right. Pretty much these are the guys that are hiring you. These are the people that will be helping you along the way. And so what is your role in creating this career fair? Exactly that. So we actually have three career fairs a year. We have the S.E. Johnson College of Business Career Fair in the spring, and that is for uh, employee employers who are hiring closer to May. 
And then we have a real estate career fair that we always hold in September and a hospitality career fair that we always hold in October. And so we want to bring in employers that fit within those industry verticals. And I'm ha you having been at the career fair, you see we usually have about between 40 and 45 employers at each career fair. And these employers are familiar with the hotel school brand. They want to hire hotelies. They come in to speak with you. Uh, sometimes they come in with, with job opportunities and they're interviewing while they're on campus. Other times they know that they're going to have hiring needs down the road. And so they'll keep your resume and uh, call you once those hiring opportunities become available. They're really super important. Students might become intimidated by the career fairs because there are so many um, uh, uh, employers here on campus. I recommend that you just come dress professionally, just with an open mind, willingness to talk to people. Um, maybe you visit a booth that you wouldn't normally otherwise have visited and just talk to employers. It's, it's exploration at its easiest. It's low-hanging fruit. We bring the employers to you. And people want to talk to you. So just go and explore and talk to people and, and just a conversation. It's not an interview. It's just a conversation. From the employer's perspective, what would you say are the biggest challenges that employers face when it comes to hiring students? I think that employers' um, timeline is not students' timeline. So I really want to touch on this. And if you take one thing away from this podcast, this is what I want you to hear. I have seniors that come to me November of their fall semester, and they're freaking out. I don't have a job. All my friends have jobs. I am a loser. I'm going to go home for winter break. I'm going to be sitting around the holiday table. All my relatives are going to be asking me, what are you doing when you graduate? And I don't have a job. The thing is, is that I keep very close numbers on how many of our seniors are employed at graduation day. It's 45%. So over half of our seniors are not employed on graduation day. And that's because if you're not going into finance and if you're not going into consulting, the likelihood of you having a job on graduation day, you got half and half a chance. It's a, it's a hiring timeline. Employers might not know the job opportunities they have until April, May, June, July, August, September. I keep surveying our seniors, do you have a job? Do you have a job? Do you have a job? Even after they graduate and leave campus. So that 45% that have a job on graduation day grows to over 95% by September 1. September 1 is when I have to report nationally how many of our students have full-time employment. And it's well over 95% by September 1. So students shouldn't feel the pressure of having a job before winter break. There's a lot of recruitment that's going to happen during the spring semester, during after they go home, they move their stuff back home, they maybe travel for a few weeks or a month, take some time off, really get into the job search. We're here to help even after graduation. We want to make sure that you're employed. My job is to get you a job. So we really keep very close track of our seniors who graduate who don't have jobs because we're helping to get you a job. Um, it affects us. We're not doing our job if you don't have a job. 
So uh, one huge piece of advice to seniors is do not freak out if you don't have a job by graduation. We're here to help. You'll get a job. It's just the hiring timeline, and that's the biggest challenges that employers face, to answer your question, Nelvin. Their timeline's not our students' timeline. You know, their urgency is not our students' urgency. You know, students want that job offer in hand. Employers, they don't necessarily understand the urgency of you wanting a job offer before winter break so that you can go home and sit around the dining room table and say, yes, Aunt Mary, I have a job. Here's my job offer. So in addition, those are some really nice words of affirmation, especially for you know our students. But to kind of um, deal with that, what are some resources within the school and the College of Business overall that you feel like are underutilized currently by our students? I think that the Shaw Alumni Directory is yeah. underutilized. I think career management is underutilized. I think that there's a... A mo a, a, there's a career module on the um, Canvas uh, a site that's called the Career Development Toolkit. It has everything and anything you'd ever want to know about job search or internship search. I think that's underutilized. Um, I think um, connecting with faculty and, um, and the dean is underutilized when it comes to the job search. Tap into all these resources. We're all here to help. Um, we all have contacts. We've been doing this forever. So, you know, sometimes it's hard when a senior comes in, you know, their first, the, the ver for the very first time, comes into career management, spring semester of their, their senior year, and has never been in before. And it's like, I need a job. And correct me if I'm wrong, that career development toolkit on Canvas is for the entire entirety of Cornell, right? It's the entire univer uh, yeah. university. Yes. Okay. Yep. So all you have to do, if, if somebody doesn't have access to it, simply email careers at business.cornell.edu and we'll send you a link so that you can self-enroll. So one of, the, one of the big things, and you even mentioned it earlier, was this idea of work-life balance and how our generation now is kind of bringing that more to fruition and is, is more of an important factor when we're, when we're thinking about our jobs. How do you think that work-life balance is kind of going into the industry now? And is it something that we should look forward to or is it something that, you know, maybe it's not really out there for us yet? I think it's out there. I think employers are paying attention. I think that they want really good talent and uh, that they are willing to work with people in order to get that talent. Uh, I don't think that hybrid work is ever going to go away uh, now that we've all um, experienced it and, and um, really like it, the flexibility. Um, I think that there's certain industries that that's not going to be the case, like banking. Wall Street will always be five days a week for younger uh, analysts and associates. I think consulting is another thing that you're likely going to be in the office five days a week, if not more. Um, but outside of those two industries, I think that the other industry verticals are lessening. So as our time on the podcast is coming to an end, we want to ask you one last question that we ask every guest. In your long career of career management and just being in the industry overall, what is something that you learned along your journey that you wish you knew earlier? that you don't have to have it all figured out at 20. That you, it's a journey. And you might think your dream job at 20 
at 50, you're not going to think that that was your dream job. Like Nelvin said earlier, trust the process. Your first job is not going to be your last job. Just dive into something. And you can hold me to this. When you're in your 50s, you're going to look back on that first job and be like, I learned something from that first job. Even if while you're in that first job, you're like, this stinks. I don't like this job. I want to get out of it. You're going to, you're going to take something from it and remember it when you're my age and look back and say, yeah, okay, that helped me on my journey. So that's one thing that you can take away. It's never a linear path. It's never going to be like you think it is going to be. Just trust that you're going to enjoy the journey while you're on it. Amazing. Well, thank you. This has been another episode of the Hotelly Podcast, and we thank you all for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you.